This is the podcast Love, Blood, Sex, Death. As daughters of Venus, we're on a mission for 2020 and beyond to awaken more love in the world through intimate and educational conversations that shed light on our societal taboos. Those are the things that we all obsess about privately, but don't speak about publicly. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Oh. Hello. Hey. Hi. We have a friend with us, everybody. Hello, dear listeners, joining us back for another episode. Um, a dear friend of mine is joining us today. Um, Lauren, do you hi. want to say hi? Yeah, hi. And look, all three of us have something in common, really. We're all tantricas. We, mm. you know, express it in a different way. But... Um, Today we're going to be talking about the world's oldest profession. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> Once considered a sacred profession in the goddess-worshipping cultures and then denigrated during patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going to be talking about sex work and just, you know, looking behind the curtain. Um, that sounds like a euphemism, doesn't it? But anyway, <laughs> at what it's really like... Um, you know, for those that are serving as, let's face it, priestesses of Venus, giving love where it's um, possibly most needed. So um, I do just want to say, hi, Kristen, how are you? Good, good. Happy to be here. Bless you. So, um, Lauren, I first of all just want to commend you for using your own name. Because so many women that are doing work in this industry use a persona mm. because they don't want anyone to know, which, you know, really gives an indication as to how devalued mm. people are. And the shame of not yeah. being true to yourself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it depends. When I work, it depends on what um, what stream of work it's, I'm doing. But I do use fake names in some instances. Okay. Yeah. Okay, like with the here, client. yeah, with a client. Yeah, it depends on um, like tantra healing. I'm Lauren. Oh, you are yourself. Yeah, I'm okay, definitely me when I go deep with, with the healing vibe of it. Um, but yeah, due to anonym, anonymity, when um, sensual massage or just straight up sex work or stripping, yeah, definitely a fake name. Okay. So when you're dealing with people that aren't as conscious, yes, that perhaps don't have the capacity to honour you yeah. as a soul, yeah, it's like there's a, a filter. And not only that, it's like um, keeping something sacred to myself that I'm not going to give them because mm-hmm. they're not going to receive it. And also because um, we live in a digital age and a lot of mm. people... Um, you know, who have stalkerish vibes can find you on Facebook pretty easily, right. can find out, you know, personal details mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. send you messages at like 3 a.m. Nice. through your Facebook and all that. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's just really not of, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's just to protect um, my sacred space, really. Yes. Well put. Mm. Um, and I, um, I know because I know you as a friend that in addition to doing this work, you have been a madam, like you've had your own temple. Mm. So you've had an experience of many others in this profession. My, 
yep. my question to you, I've got loads of questions because yep. I was living in Bali when you had that and mm-hmm. I wasn't able to come in and visit it. And I was so, you know, like, oh, I so wanted to come in and see it. Yeah. Um, was it just women or did you have males working there as well or sort of non-binary people as well? Or? Um, that was just women. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more of sensual massage and some tantra. Okay. Um, some sex work, but I didn't want to encourage like a major brothel style. I needed it to have the sacred. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my question. How yeah. was it like different? How was it different to a mainstream brothel? Um, like- I had uh, I've had lots of stuff. I had maybe thirty to forty staff over oh. two to three years. Filter through. Wow. And a lot of them came from very very different areas. And women who were used to working at a brothel actually didn't really vibe with me very well. Interesting. Yeah. Um, they didn't last in the way that I worked um, because the number one tenet that I had was authenticity is key mm. and, and we are giving connection and it's not um, transactional. Oh. It needs to come from. Bless you. Yeah, it does need to come from. And, and the way that I used to say it is we're playing the long game. We're building a connection. We're really, like, remembering little things about their lives. We're making them feel held. We're making them feel understood. We're making the clients feel like, you know, we actually care. Yeah. Um, rather than when you work at a brothel, it's just kind of, you know, you rock up, you get dressed up, randoms just come in off the street. Um, and there's no judgment on that. Some women love that, like, um, in off the street um, and then you just do one client after another after another but you actually physically there's a menu that the um, the the house sets for you you know a mm-hmm. sexual menu like McDonald's yeah 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 and um, with bundles yeah 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 that's right <laughs> and, um, marketing is in every profession <laughs> but yeah the sheer volume of clients um, doesn't allow you to potentially go as deep I'm not sure um whereas I was more a boutique I I used to call it like a boutique little homely vibe beautiful yeah beautiful um yeah I just from having worked as a stripper um way back you know god 25 years ago I um there was a real hardness I found in the career strippers so there were you know, women that were doing it because they were students and they needed to do it for a time or they were performers supplementing their income or, you know, mothers, whatever. Mm. But those that were, what would you say, just there was an emptiness to them and they were very angry at men, Mm. you know, and I just... That transactional yeah. thing, it just breeds contempt yeah. where they're using people. Yeah, the all vibe the time. is, yeah, you, you owe me. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've potentially been, you know, screwed over by men and now you owe me. Right. And the yeah. way they'd speak about men in the dressing room mm. was just appalling. Mm. Like, I, it was, I used to think, how can you do what you do if mm. that's your level of absolute mm. hatred? Yeah. You know? And yet they would do very well because, you know, they had bodies like Lamborghinis and <laughs> they fitted what was projected as the ideal woman, mm. you know. But, yeah, so you were offering something that was the antithesis of that. 
can you yeah explain more like the differences so when you talk about tantric treatments if you had someone coming in that had never had an experience of tantra and they wanted you know what would you sort of advise them um so i guess um i drew on all sorts of training but also my life experience you know like and also your intuition so when you're just person to person, like like any sort of healing session, you let the session guide you, you let something else guide you, you let um, whatever needs to be healed, opened up to and expressed um, unfold. So um, to start off with a tantric session, um, there's lots of breathing practices because the breath is the, breath is the um, what do you call it? The breath is the key that gets you very quickly into the heart space mm. and very quickly into beyond the mind, um, mm. which was important to get people into the body and the mind really quickly because, um, and a lot of these people would book in sessions, you know, in between busy, you know, work meetings and then they'd window Whoa. an hour. So you'd have to like not small talk at all, just get them on the table, get them on the bed um Whoa. you know and then immediately start well no not really if you if you have the intention to go deep and you want to know this person mm. i think there's a deep appreciation that someone will feel the minute that they feel that you are giving them the time and attention and that the, the energy of you know love i guess wow yeah unconditional love so um it could go into breathing there was sometimes um I did a little bit of dom work as well, domination submission, mm -hmm. depending on what was needed. Um, sometimes they came with specific um, issues like premature, premature ejaculation or um, feeling disconnected from their primary partner and wanting more ways to sort of enhance the relationship. Would any of them ask you how to enhance their lovemaking, like how to be a better lover? Was that something they'd ever? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Because there's often like a societal judgment if a man is with a partner. That he knows what he's doing. Well, no. That, <laughs> why would you go to a sex worker? And yeah. it, it may be that they're feeling they don't have what it takes to please their partner and they're, yeah. Like there's so many different reasons, isn't there? So many different layers, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I knew men that were very happy in their relationships and the ones that I felt were the healthiest were actually honest about coming to see to their partners? Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. The, there was great sessions that I had with people who um, allowed, I mean, the ideal would be to allow the partner in eventually mm -hmm. to then invite the partner in and then work in that sacred space with both of them. Beautiful. Or allow her to work in a way that's similar with whoever she needed to, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, not. it's healing, isn't it? Yeah. We have such a stigma around it, you know, because we're so just immature around sexuality if if you could i don't know change what do you think would be the one thing you would do if you had a, a magic wand to change our perceptions towards sex big question i know yeah. um what's i guess what's the real what's the core what's the truth of who you are what's the truth of 
um, I think you used to say this, into me see. Yeah. Intimacy. Yeah. You know, it's um, we, we're birthed and we're born into the world through the sexual act. You know, we, um, the, du- the duality into the unity, it feels to me like um, it's just part of our, our nature is that unity from duality. So, sorry, I got lost. What are you? It's saying? beautiful oh, yeah. what you're saying. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So to me, it's like um, it has to it has to have that essence, that core, that unity, that connection. Mm. Otherwise, yeah, it's um, it is empty. It is McDonald's. It is just like you know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with you know empty empty experience, but in the long run, you're not going to get fulfilled. No. And I I think we have this kind of perception that someone who's sexy just looks a certain way and it's not about that at all is it like I remember when I was in the the strip club some of the older larger women would do very well Mm. and that was really heartening for me to see it was like oh okay you know they don't all just want a size zero 17 18 year old have to be 18 wouldn't they (laughs) well yeah (laughs) But that's the level of embodiment that someone carries, you know. Mm. If you've really, really gone deep within yourself, if you've gone into that deep feminine and masculine unity within yourself, you can express that in a strip club, you can express that in a tantra session, you can express that, mm. um, you know, even in a, a brothel-style, um, you know, fully sexual session. Mm. And it's electric, it's magnetic to witness, mm. you know, because it's somebody in their power mm. It's saying this is who I am. Yeah. And therefore you can unlock someone else in their power. Um, Stunning. Yeah. Which can also be um, scary for some people to go to that depth. Okay. Like I've had many, I've had a few experiences where very, very, very powerful men, very powerfully tantric men mm-hmm. are living a very fake life. Right. And they come and start working magically and their life will just fall apart. Right. Like their relationship will end, you know, she'll yeah. divorce, you know, the kids take the kids, all this like want money. It hits truth. It hits truth. And they, yeah. they have a real um, renaissance of yeah awakening of who they are, what they want, where they're going. Um, whew, it's big. Yeah. It's big to hold that, you know, yeah. big, deep life transformation. Yeah. You know, speaking of scorpionic energy. And that is it. You are midwifing people yeah. through. I mean, the yoni is the gateway of death and rebirth. Yeah. So you're <laughs> yeah. shamans. You better be prepared for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then I, yeah. Wow. And, um, yeah, I've seen some beautiful things emerge from men who it was just waiting there but it just needed to be unlocked, you know, and, mid, yeah, midwifed. You're right. Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. I mean, we're never as vulnerable and open. Like I just... You know, it's almost like we regress to being a newborn, like just so without. Great to hear about business. that. Okay. If you, oh, yeah. Hi, Hi Kristen. Sorry, <laughs> friends, we just had a bit of a tech glitch. Kristen, you haven't yeah. been able to get a word in edgewise with me, so feel free, darling. What would you like to ask Lauren? Um, I would love to know if you ever work with female-bodied people and Mm. if you do do you help that because that's you know that's a big part of my work 
and a lot of the time I feel like I'm I'm holding the hands of my little sister who <laughs> is so terrified like as you're saying with some of the some of the men that you work with I, I feel like the women that I work with are so sort of terrified of their sexual power of mm. intimacy of you know really putting themselves out there and um yeah I'm just wondering if you ever work with women in that way of sort of like initiating them into the into the love arts and understanding how to how to um open themselves to men to navigate men and to make love with men and to open them up um yes and no it depends on the woman's willingness and maturity levels um yeah I find I found that um, unfortunately, being in, in a boss role um, didn't al- really allow that. For some reason, there was always, if there's anything to do in the sex industry with um, that the person's harbouring, which isn't actually positive, um, money stuff, power, dynamics, um, resentment, <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, projection, um, it all comes up in that space. So. Mm. Um, even though I tried to enable that, I felt, um, quite a lot of unfair projections used to fly around the space amongst the women. Mm. I don't know why, but there's something that, um. So not a lot of sisterhood? There was, but, um, um, I don't know. Women seem to hold more trauma. Okay. More trauma with that, and you're right. Um, holding the hand of the sister, but like being in a boss role, I guess, and having clients like coming and having an hour. Like we did, we did do training um, yeah. with everyone who worked with me, but everyone interpreted in their own different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I guess. Um, also, I'm not when I said immature immaturity. Like it's not just your actual age it's um, yeah. your, your age of how you mature sexual in life. maturity sexual maturity your soul yeah. maturity you know like yeah. have you gone to the depths do you understand those parts of yourself or don't you, you know? yeah. and if you don't if they've got any any stuff it will basically just come up to be worked with in sessions or in that kind of work yeah. It makes sense. I mean, again, because it's such a scorpionic industry and we're filming while the sun's moving through Scorpio, that that is to do with power. And so many people equate money with power. Mm. So, of course, it's going to be a hotbed mm. of people working through those issues, be it both people that are in working in the industry and clientele. Mm. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, creating a safe space, a create a safe container is really important. But also um, each person having personal responsibility for what they bring to the table. Do you know what I mean? So um, in my space, I never had like there's some brothels that have like buttons under the bed and like, um, you know, panic buttons. Security. Security, like really full on. But they're the ones that operate till like 7 a.m. and have anyone just walking off the street, you know, at any level of inebriation. Wow. Whereas... um, that's really putting workers at risk, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm extremely picky with who I allowed into my space. Great. Number one, I was living above the space. Okay. So it was my actual home and yes. I wanted to have that vibe. So um, I use the block button a lot on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can sense really quickly if someone texts you for a session if they're disrespectful. 
Mm-hmm. If they're not even respectful in a text message, they don't. Yeah, get, they don't God. get. They don't get past the gates. No way. Great. So yeah, and that that to me was important to protect um, people. But I love that that you don't put the money before. You yeah. know, it's like because when people think of prostitution, it's like oh, she'll do anything for the money. Yeah, whereas not at all. sacred not prostitute. At all. Yeah. Absolutely is doing not. this for a higher reason. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Bless you. And you are sharing your energy in that way. So, yeah, it's not just about the money. And if you're sharing your energy in the right way, the money will just come. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of women out there going, I'd work for her. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to somebody who's going, actually, I think this is my calling? Like, well, how did you get into it, first of all? Um. Yeah, I, I know a, you were doing a lot of burlesque dance. Yeah, I was a stripper for 10 years and burlesque, um, which was beautiful. I loved being on stage. I absolutely adored it. I loved being able to command that crowd, that energy with that um, the, the sensual, profane nudity, you know, like mm. to me that was really special. And you did it as an art form. Uh, as Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. wasn't just, you know, show us your tits. Love. No. It was yeah. theatrical. Yeah. And, well, I mean, and... dance is my jam. So for yeah. me, like, being able to, like, um, read and intuit, read the room, like, know exactly who I was going to vibe off and exactly who to approach and exactly how to talk. And it wasn't in – it was definitely a very authentic, driven, you know, intu- mm. intuition-driven way that I worked. Um. And then from there, um, you're having kids, I guess it was night work is really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, really my God. Um, <laughs> Get up and make the school lunch. Yeah, yeah, and I actually, yeah. Um, the school run. When my youngest. Mummy's a bit tired, love. Oh, yeah, and I actually <laughs> lost a lot of my income. I had a really bad car accident coming home from the club at like 7 a.m. picking up the child, zero sleep. He's screaming in the back seat for a bottle and just I couldn't even drive. Like I was oh, that honey. exhausted, you know, like mum all day, dancer all night. Mm. But anyway, so the, I, I had to do something a little bit more um, day work, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, saw an ad for um, tantric massage. Yep. I was interested. Um, there wasn't a lot of training and I was employed by um, someone for a year. Not even. Yeah, but she showed me a lot especially of doming she was really she was a really good um dominatrix and she used to show me um yeah that sort of push pull pleasure release um power dynamic in a healthy expression Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like like taking people to their 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 edges yeah. yeah and men who the we worked with you know there were men who had lots of power in their positions Mm. and they came and they just wanted to like be tied up and worship and Mm. be told what to do and totally surrender to the feminine and the goddess and that was yeah that was a really good learning wow yeah um and then from there I realized that I could do it myself (laughs) um so I had a shop space um with four rooms and then I started that um, about five, six years ago, and then yeah, as I said, and then moved to um, from Northcote to Fitzroy, and then had yeah about twenty, thirty staff. That is massive. Not not at one time. The most I've had was ten at one time. 
That's a lot, though. Yeah. That's a lot. There's a lot of energy to juggle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like just a managerial role. And especially. All those personalities. And, yeah. You know, especially, yeah. Issues. Yeah, issues, yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I did ask the question and then I kind of sidetracked. What would you say to somebody who's listening to this and actually oh. feeling, you know, A, I love sex mm. and B, I'm passionate about wanting to liberate others through, you know, the sex act. Yeah. But in a way that is soul honoring. Like, what would you suggest where they start or something? Mm. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not soliciting, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyone who's listening that wants to start, like, can contact you and put your details onto me um and just just train like just try it just do a tantra session like just do a little bit of sensual massage training just dip your toe in you Mm -hmm. know um but there's lots of amazing powerhouse women um ej love in the gold coast there's shaney marie in byron there's um vanessa florence in byron um lots of eros centered women who would train you into the um, the arts. <laughs> now that's very much the Australian uh, contingent yeah. <laughs> addressed, obviously. But I, I mean, people could. I mean, tantra is basically a good place to start, isn't it? Anyone that's um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but just be very careful with what sort of schools and who and how and what and where, because um, tantra sexuality amplifies any shadow stuff. Mm-hmm. So any um, take advantage, any take energy, it's called, yeah, yeah. we call it take energy. Thank like, you. Um, the energy that mm, takes to not give back. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Yep. So, yeah, just be careful that it's, um, what's the word? Heart-centred? No, no, no. Um, integral. Mm. Yeah, just just really make sure that you're working with someone that's integral. Yeah. Um, so ethical practices. Ethical. Well, yeah. And just trust your intuition if you yeah. get a hurt feeling. To be honest, in um, 2019, 2020, a lot of the shadow stuff has come to light anyway. Like, yes. You know, a lot of Ain't the. that the truth? <laughs> yeah, a lot of. The... <laughs> Actually, speaking of that, how has, dare we say the word, COVID? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, impacted the women that you know and yourself included in this industry like have you had to turn to Um, i only found out the word lewds today l-e-w-d that's how suburban i am these days so basically which is when clients ask for explicit photographs and stuff like yeah yeah do you know not me personally but i know girls that have yes as in they've gone from doing more live work to that? Yeah, like in person to online, um, which I guess everything's gone online during COVID, hasn't mm, it? Mm, mm. Have you ever done online? Me session? personally, no. Um, and I I could, but I don't know. It doesn't feel like a fuck yeah, and if it's not a fuck it's yeah, I believe fuck it's yeah a fuck me. no. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so one of my dear sisters tells me. The, the thing, though, that I'm finding is that now that our restrictions are easing up in Australia, people actually don't want to go back to live work. No. And because um, there was a lot of 
shadow work this year. People have gone mm. down in the depths. People have gone deep and they've realised they've opened up sensitivity in themselves that maybe they weren't really aware of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now it comes time to sharing with another human being in a session. And I'm, actually I've had people call and cancel and be like, I'm not ready. Yeah, wow. I'm not ready Their to start. Vulnerabilities up. Yeah, I'm not ready to start back again. Or maybe I should just suggest maybe let's not start back in the way that we were that we were and let's use it to go a bit more transformational so, I love it yeah because that has been the catalyst this year hasn't it it's mm. like all right what needs to change so that we're more in alignment with our soul and exactly. it sounds like you know the work that you're doing is so profoundly transformational it makes sense the people that would be attracted to work alongside you you know, that's mm. also their calling. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, that's right. Mm. So you mentioned about, you know, your kids and I know you're in a partnership and what a special partnership. <laughs> I love it. It reminds me of I read the book Working in my early 20s by Dolores French mm-hmm. who um, it does a beautiful candid autobiography about you know, her work. Um, And she was married to a defence lawyer who started off as a client and then because he had experienced her working in the industry, Mm. he knew how she worked. He knew how honouring she was and that it was basically a healing act. And and, um, so he was supportive of her to continue working and they were happily married. And that is so taboo in our culture because there's this sense of ownership of women from the trophy bride to, you know, if you're buying a woman, she's yours and yours alone. She's not married to someone or, mm. you know, but you guys are breaking the mould. Yeah, so I actually um, work with my partner as well. Um, so we do um, double sessions, tantric sessions, forehand, sensual massage. Beautiful. <laughs> mm. Um and that also breaks down the stereotype that people have um, maybe, you know, men are wanting to, maybe they're slightly bi-curious, maybe they're yes. interested in how they feel in in the room with another man like mm. that. Maybe they're curious on not just bi but other levels, you know, like how does many different energies meld together in the one room? That's a much safer space to explore and rather than just going to a swingers night or yeah isn't it you know or getting drunk as an excuse and then putting yourself in a potentially very dangerous situation yeah and I um I I've actually just had a baby um cute as a button (laughs) I did I did work when I was pregnant like just once or twice I did a bit of pregnancy fetish but I didn't feel energetically that it was right to work a lot and um, he, I'm now one year postpartum, so um, he, my partner working with me is so protective of me, is so Yummy. protective of my energy. I, I can't, like the one-on-one stuff I'm not ready for, mm-hmm. but if we go into a session and I feel a little bit vulnerable, insecure, you know, I'm still in, I'm still in the motherhood world. I'm still, oh, you're soft as. Yeah, yeah I'm still not in that um go-getter kind of external mm. yeah a maiden is not yeah there. no yeah, not yeah, at all yeah. and um and I find that he'll take over and protect a little bit when I'm you know needing to step back a little bit 
beautiful like he'll lead and guide a bit more which um makes me feel a lot safer that's so, wonderful. Was he yeah. already working in the industry? No. Okay, so it was you inspired him. You were his muse, his mm -hmm. Aphrodite. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. Hey, Kristen, anything else you got yes. there for Lauren? Um, just on that, I'd love to know, like, the dynamic, if there were any, like, issues that came up in the beginning, whether, whether um, experiences of jealousy and how did you go about communicating in that transitional sort of going from maybe friends to lovers to business partners mm. in that world? Um, well, he was one of the clients <laughs> um, whose yeah. life completely fell apart when we met because he held such strong tantric energy. Mm. Um, and then we rebuilt together. So, um, yeah, that, that maturation and that willing to go there is important in any partnership and facing up to um, being integral. What, what, do, what do I own? What does the other person own? So um, and holding each other in our vulnerability and to me that's what a good partnership is. Like when you do feel insecure, when you do feel unsure, it's about um, not just communication but really holding the other person through that. The thing of just total non-judgment, isn't it? Allowing each person their own process. Yeah. Mm. I reckon you two are going to be training other couples to do <laughs> tantrika work, you know, especially as we move into this new paradigm right. of Eden, of returning to love, of understanding that, you know. The Aquarian. Yeah, yeah. God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's Literally about, God. It's about equality. <laughs> oh yeah, it's about equality. It's about honesty. It's about trust. It's about healing and opening up and connection. That reminds me, I read another book again, going back many years ago, of an Australian woman who was a nun in the 60s here in Melbourne. And then she got married and so obviously left the nunnery. <laughs> <laughs> and then the marriage fell apart and she became a prostitute and she said she did far more of God's work as a prostitute than she ever did as a nun. It's a wonderful read. Her name is Carla Van Ray. Ray, thank you. I couldn't read my own writing. God's Call Girl is the name of the novel. So if you're sitting there going, hmm, could be a good book, yeah, highly recommend. So, and that, it's that thing of just... It was so distorted, wasn't it, mm. you know? Yeah, we've come a long way. Do you go to them, like to their place of residence or do you meet them in somewhere neutral? Um, no, I prefer, my own, I prefer my own space because then I can hold my own. I can set up things how I like. Right. Um, and you've got like, I don't know, costumes or toys yeah, or whatever well. or fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, depending on what the session requires. But, yeah, um, you can just set up the session, the, the room how you like it, with candles, you know, your own music. And if you go to them, I often am a little bit wary of the power being in their hands. I know yeah. that sounds weird, but you sort of, no. when you're walking into someone else's space, yeah. your vulnerability is at, at their behest sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, because I was going to ask you about your safety and that, yeah, having it on your terms, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, makes yes. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And screening, like as I said before, is yes. just super important. Screening 
which is the embodiment of Ishtar, who is the mature Venus, who has been to Helen back and mm -hmm. has learned how to speak up and set boundaries and discern, and you embody her beautifully. Yeah. Discernment. That's yeah. the word. Yeah. yeah. And we all learn discernment through harsh lessons. <laughs> what would have been your there harshest in the lesson in the job, do you think? Oh. Sorry, I don't want to trigger trauma. Actually, to be honest, I've, I think I've held my own pretty well. Um, through most of it. I don't, I don't think I've had any majorly traumatic experiences. So you've never had someone no, I don't know, take advantage like... now. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Um, if, I, if I must be frank, I've probably had more to do with um, friends working for me and this is to do with the women and falling out with friends. And that, that's been... <laughs> And, yeah, that's more, tra more traumatising for me. It's not yeah. just the clients. The clients are fine. It's, it's um, like I said, the, the magnification of distortion of, like, any sort of power, money, shadow stuff that mm. can happen between two people that will start working together in that way. Um, and, like I said, a lot of stuff was projected onto the person who sort of has the the boss role or the overseer role. Yes. You know, even even well, if even if, authority issues come up, don't yeah, they? Yeah, even know? if you're just like... Um, and core wounds, mother-father stuff. Yeah, but um, I was always extremely careful to be like, you are the authority of your own self. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, we're, we're selling a feeling. We're not really selling, you know, you being sexual. That's part of it. But, mm. you're, but if someone walks away feeling amazing... And you keep checking in with yourself. If you're feeling amazing, just keep checking in. Do I feel good? Am I going to feel good after this? And if, if the answer's no, then just don't do it. Beautiful. You so know, I've always had that. Oh, yeah, the power of agency, agency, absolutely, you know. Like if it doesn't feel right, end it. If it doesn't feel right, say no. But to be honest, the way that I work, no one ever got to that stage because, mm -hmm. um, like I said, th those kind of energies never even got through the gates. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Um. What would you say, I know we said there's, you know, a wide cross-section in terms of clientele, but was there a, a type or an age group that was more common, like older men or businessmen or? No, all sorts. Love it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no main. Um, the one thing that did sadden me was the large proportion of married men. Yeah. Um, and what made me feel sad is that... Um, it just showed what relationships are like in our culture. Like yeah. it just showed we, we live in a sick culture sometimes with sick relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for men to feel that they need to come to, and it's not, not judging the work, but it's that the work was their only outlet, that the relationship wasn't the outlet as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which made me feel sad. And, and I think that as a culture we do need to grow and allow the relationship to move into those areas and it's not just a, a lone wolf kind of thing where the guy goes off secretly and like yeah. pretends that it never happened and, and lies and um yeah where, where you know both parties are there's full honesty there's full trust full tra transparency and full awareness of the healing nature of the work so how would you see as the the way forwards to to change that dynamic would it be perhaps through having more sacred sex education available or having couples more couples sessions i don't know like what's mm. your your sense um yeah education definitely um and normalization like um you know 
it, it should just be like very, very um, bread and butter kind of, you know, everyday kind of stuff. It's part of life. Yeah, it's part of life. Um, so it comes out of the shadows and it doesn't have the taboo. Um, mm, which is what distorts it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. If, if it's under the rug, then it's definitely distorted. And smelly. Smelly. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, over to you. Yeah. You got, got another question? Yeah. Um, just speaking into the married men coming in and just wondering because, you know, I've heard and I've experienced um, men that have not just been seeking out sex but they want more than sex, like they're wanting connection, they're wanting just to talk, that they're wanting somebody to to be there. And I'm just wondering if, if you've seen that in your experience where it's not just sex centered it's connection oh absolutely intimacy yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. i mean the kind of clients that i and my um staff attracted were, were those kind of clients you know mm-hmm. like if they did just want the the quick sexual experience and they did just they would just go to a brothel <laughs> they wouldn't come to me in the first place right yeah i must fit i found that in the strip club so many men just wanted to talk. Yeah. They're just so yeah. lonely. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, what would you say you most love about the job and what you most dislike about the job? Um, and I realise you do lots of different services. So yeah, no, that's okay. Um, the freedom is number one, I guess. Hmm. The freedom is you can do – it's the sort of thing you can do anywhere with anyone. Like it's not something that you ever have to work really hard at. Um busting into the, you know, break the glass ceiling of like, you know, climb the corporate ladders. You just can, you know, get a room and get a number, a phone number and off you go. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's And a website, is that how you? Um, yeah, I do advertise, but um, adverti- advertising wasn't my main area. Word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth. Um, yeah, word of mouth. Um, but, yeah, my, my clients were all very, very loyal. Um yeah, so like they'd find me once through an advert and then just have my number for the next five years kind of thing, you know. Um, They'd be like friends. Yeah. Right? So like the, you'd have such absolutely. a... Absolutely. Yeah, deep, I know I know deeply, oh, you know, like yeah. so much of what's going on in a lot of their lives, you know, and mm. um, that's sacred information, that's sacred to hold. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and that's really beautiful to know that you're... Um, that point of them reaching out and even like um, older single men who've chosen chosen not to be in a relationship who still need that energy, yeah. that and sensual touch. connection and touch, yeah. Yeah, the most primal mm. form of love. And know that you're providing that for them, you know, that's... Um, mm. Yeah, because it improves health and just, I mean, mm. God, for a start, you're stopping people taking out their frustration on others in God knows how many ways just yeah. by getting mm. love. That's right. Um, the distortion, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's very fulfilling on that level. So, what um, don't you like? About the it? hardest things would have to be um, um, yes, the take energy, mm-hmm. but I'm very clear on not allowing that in. Um, the one thing I used to say to my staff is, um, at the core of it. Um, you don't want to be taken advantage of physically. The feminine doesn't want to be taken advantage of physically. And men don't want to be wallet raped either. Beautiful. So I had a lot of um, staff, a lot of girls sort of overcharging 
and not really giving a crap about the person. Um, mm. And that short that, and that really um, really reflected really badly on my business. I lost a lot of great regulars because I put someone with someone who wasn't um, was just in it for the money and didn't really care. Mm. And for me, that kind of um, broke my heart a little bit because I've worked I worked really hard to build up you know, the clientele and the sort of vibe that I wanted and the energy that I wanted in the space mm. and for someone to just be like, okay. Um, There's a buck in this. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, so but I didn't share the vision. But I'm going to think about what I'm going to have for dinner and then I'm going to like, you know, think about what I'm going to post on Instagram later on and I'm just going to um, count the minutes and I'm going to um, maybe give you 10 minutes less and then mm-hmm. charge you hundred dollars more or something so like it's that. It's exploitative. It's exploitative energy. And to me that's um it's yeah, it really cheapens it all and just totally ruins everything I was trying to build. Builds, yeah. It's such delicate it's such a delicate balance, like working with sex and money and the power dynamics mm-hmm. and to have it all so beautifully woven, to have it kind of undone is it is such a shame. Yeah. And that the the um the other thing is that there's a bit of a sense of entitlement. I know that sounds really mean, but for women, especially that start um, choosing their own hours, like maybe working, I don't know, two, four hour, five hour shifts a week, whenever they feel like it. Um, yeah. And then the money comes easy. There, there comes a bit of like princess energy, like <laughs> with that, a little bit of entitlement, like it just, because it comes so easy, they just expect it. It's like, well, I don't have to rock up even though there's four sessions booked. And, um, yeah, there's a real, what's the word, Tishka, that I'm looking for? Um, disrespect, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just shows the lack of the, the deep honouring, which is the vision, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah. A, Well, okay, you know what makes sense to me? Often you get rude people like serving you as waiters because they're there to learn how to be hospitable mm. so it makes sense if someone is working in the profession of love mm. they're often the ones who most need to learn how to be loving exactly mm. yeah yeah thank you you're welcome so how did you recruit women like would you put ads in local um, free press no or no like... no um word of mouth only okay yeah um so six degrees of separation yeah you get people on the same vibe the same yeah that's right and I had to yeah um but yeah I think I think I'm ready to change the working with friends (laughs) oh it sounds like it (laughs) I think I'm ready to start um you know getting someone who's really passionate and and ready to learn the sacred arts and ready to commit you know yes I um I the only thing I relate to and that is when I was working with virtual staff you know in the philippines they were doing it for the money they didn't Mm. believe in the work and the vision and the difference now having women that really believe in the vision there's no comparison exactly Mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter what industry you're in you've got to surround yourself with people that really believe in it wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. you know and then as you say everything else flows yeah that's right um, what happens if you're all menstruating? Because you know how women's cycle <laughs> yeah. kind of synchronises. Has that ever happened? Like in the yeah. club that everyone's yeah, yeah. on the rag, yeah. maybe a little bit pre-menstrual <laughs> at the same time? Like how does that work out? Um, yeah, well, you've got the option of not working. You'd hope. Yeah. And, and what if, happens if you do? If you do work, you just need to be a bit more careful and maybe not do as much 
or maybe learn how to be creative with your um, massage skills or your talking skills. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So if you're, say, crampy and stuff and you don't want to be entered, yeah, you'd that's right. be very generous with yeah. your massage. <laughs> <laughs> would, would you be, you know, I mean, I'm sure you would be, but would you say to the women that are working within your establishment, for instance, look, if the customer, if the client is, is fine with you menstruating and making love, mm that it's it's okay or is it oh yeah as I said before in an agency whatever works whatever feels good and feels right for you and the client then do it <laughs> fabulous <laughs> that's just a great principle to have no matter what the industry isn't it mm. based on feeling yeah that's right yeah that's so honoring um did I don't think you said you had any female clientele is that right um no yeah but that's something yeah that's something that I would like to work with yeah Mm. yeah I mean it's such a different energy isn't it um and what about um you know people that are um infirm or disabled physically did you have a lot of those clientele come yeah um definitely that was my um, next question. To yeah, definitely. Um, oh, oh, really? Mm-hmm. We're on the same page. Because um, I was yeah, stripping totally. for men that were in wheelchairs and disabilities. Things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's been people with disabilities um, who don't necessarily have access to that sort of, yeah. um, you know, sen- sensual sexual work energy mm. in their life. So, um, yeah, that feels really beautiful and nourishing to be able to give in that level. Yeah, it's, there's tenderness there, isn't there? It's like you mm. can't not be moved mm. by their predicament and yeah, just your heart opens. And yeah. that you're the custodian of them experiencing sexual energy when they haven't really, yeah. you know, or they can't access it. Um, yeah. yeah. What about virgins? Have you ever had? Uh, not me personally in working, no. Yeah. Because I know in you know the ancient oh, world, like they initiate they would the young men, absolutely, yeah, right. and teach them how to be a good lover. Which personally, yeah. I'm all for. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, it's like on behalf of our daughters <laughs> <laughs> and the men. You know, yeah, that's, I mean, a, really. that's a great point. Yeah, Kristen, you got another question, honey? Yeah, I was just going to add to that. In I know in um, West Papua, the, they still have those rites of passage where the the son has um an initiation at puberty where there's like a a cut made in the foreskin and then once the foreskin is healed once there's a scab and it's ready to come off then an older woman would initiate him into love making and then the the young are encouraged to have multiple lovers both males and females and um and then, then they then they choose a partner, so they get experience, and they're 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 taught the importance of of pleasure, which I think is really beautiful. Oh, how healthy! Mm. <laughs> yeah, it is healthy. And they're they're uncivilized, <laughs> right? Um, right. Yeah, we were we touched on sort of you know people coming with um, sexual dysfunction. Um, and you said about impotency. Mm. How would you respond to assist somebody that presented with impotency? That's not an easy one. Um, mm. The breath work was always helpful. 
so they could have more of a um, full body. But yeah, there was a lot of trauma, orgasm. a lot of trauma that you're working with. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember one client. I sort of feel like I've got this code of I shouldn't be able to talk. I shouldn't be talking about. You know. Well, I, absolutely. You only share as much as you feel to share. So check um, in with yourself. We don't know his name. That's right. And we never will know his name, but check if he ever listens to this and he's like, hey, that was my session. Anyway, no. Mm. (laughs) Um, I um, got him in touch with the primal, very, very primal energy. Um, So a lot of men, too much porn um, can disconnect them from, like, they need to see the visual, they're in their brains, they need to sort of, like... um, go through the sort of normal A to B to C. It's almost like a compulsive behaviour. Yeah, to ejaculate sort of thing. Um, And then when they were the woman, like there's something that just short circuits or something Mm. because they're not, there's there's something that isn't connected It's like an entrainment. Yeah. And then they can't get off any other way. Yeah. So, um, but but in some people's case, there could also be like, a physical issue like there's right. I've known like nerve problems and like actual things where okay. it's like like you can work tantrically as much as you want and emotionally and it was like oh it was actually a nerve thing <laughs> it was actually something to do with oh um, that'll wear you out yeah but anyway you want a tip at the end of that session no <laughs> yeah, pun intended <laughs> Oh god! But with the primal, it's like, um, yeah, unleash yourself. You can, you can really move into this um, allowing space. You know, like just totally go for it. Like, and I and I felt safe enough to put myself in a vulnerable position, and I would be like, okay, you can um, be as primal as you want. Beautiful. You know, and I'm going to sort of direct the primal. For direct the animalistic energy that needs to rise that's not just like the brain energy yes um, it's pan yeah it's that archetype of the wild man he's been so shamed yeah he's run off with his mm. tail between his legs <laughs> you know his goat furry windows the goats have a tail yes they yeah do. they do so <laughs> um but yeah oh bless you mm. it's it's him needing to be expressed the wild in a healthy man. Yeah, way. absolutely. Yeah. And what heterosexual woman doesn't want to be claimed That's well right. yeah. by a man who has an empowered primal wild man? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and also feeling safe within yourself as a woman. Just go, all right, do whatever you want to me. You can pin me to the bed. You can you can go for it. Like, yeah. And just allow as much primal screaming, you know, expression as you want guttural yeah and i've seen men really like totally open up to become different versions of themselves beautiful and after allowing the primal wild man to come out um other areas of their life like creativity like they they get more expressive in their music Mm. or they um will then go on to meet someone and have a really fulfilling healthy sexual relationship you know like something will open up those shackles yeah shame and inhibition something will definitely open up after a session like that yeah for their life so not just a primal scream. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what would be the most requested kink or fetish that you've heard? Hmm. There's not like there's not a list of most requested. 
Um, it's not like the top ten. No, there's not really. <laughs> no, everyone's everyone's so different. That's cool. Yeah, everyone's very different. Um, that's a nice thing to hear. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you go to the beach and it's like there's no two bodies the same. Exactly. So it's fascinating. Yeah. That's so lo- – and that was something I loved about working in the sex industry in the strip club, to be like a fly on the wall and see women all expressing their sexual energy differently, mm. you know. Again, no two the same mm. and it was an honour. That's right. Yeah. Beautiful. Kristen, you got another question? Yeah, sure do. Um, I'd love to know if you've had much interaction with Scarlet Alliance um, in your work, like if you, you know, have that sort of support network for the for the women who work with you, and if you've oh, ever... you mean like the union? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay, good question. Um, so that's on the person. That's on the person who works to right. go with whatever feels right for them. Right. So you can be a registered sex worker. Yeah. If you if you choose, um, but then you have to you know pay tax and stuff right. like that. <laughs> right. Or you can go for like just fly under the radar and just be like, I don't want an SWA, which is a sex worker's Australia number, right. but that's just Australia. Yeah. Um. I personally, um, I just left that up to the individual, whatever they felt most comfortable with. If they wanted an SWA, they wanted to be part of a union, yeah, go for it. Yeah. I see. Mm. But if you don't, for purposes like a lot of, um, especially women studying to be a psychologist or a lawyer or something like that, um, not being registered was important for them Mm. and extreme anonymity was important and not having... Um, any trace yeah any any face revealed in the photos and yep. mm-hmm. that kind of stuff right mm. um i've seen online that um the sex doll brothels are growing at a fast rate and it all you know sprung into the media in 2017 i remember there was an austrian brothel saying that fanny their silicon sex doll was earning more than the real women, yeah, right. right? Yeah. And watching the sequel to Blade Runner where his partner is, you know, like AI. flicking on Netflix, mm. Mm. <laughs> I found that really disturbing. Yeah, it's scary. It's like the end game of patriarchy. Women are obsolete. You don't <laughs> need them, right? So, and these sex robots, they literally have built-in heaters. What? And they have sensors that react to touch. And some guys are even marrying these dogs. <laughs> no. <laughs> got got some thoughts you want to share with us on that, Lauren? <laughs> that's a minefield. That's that's a scary reality. Right. Mm. Look, it's a biological drive. So we, um, I mean, everything else is getting you know artificially <laughs> intelligent. So, but it's it's not healthy. Like we're we're um we're of the earth. We're natural beings. We're um, nature at its core. We're nature expressing itself, and the sexual nature is 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 that you know. So I guess the worry for that would be the huge disconnection with, and also it feels like a control thing. Like um, the wild feminine, particularly, is very chaotic and um, the void of depth of darkness you know and that's scary to some men yeah Yeah, that's really scary they'd much rather have like if if those men are 
traumatised or freaked out or can't deal with the true wild, you know, roaring, powerful feminine, it's like let's just short circuit that to a, um, a fake version, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. And it's not necessarily healthy. It's like someone who sits in their room playing video games for eight to ten hours a day. It's like um, at the end of the week you're not going to feel satiated no. or, like, or like a good human being in touch with the real world. You're going to feel like, you know, you live in an alternate reality. Yeah. It's like it's... Um... It breeds addiction, you would think. Addiction, that's because the word. Because you're yeah. trying to get something yeah. and it's actually taking meaning. Like yes. it's becoming more and more empty. Yeah. But my sense is, is that the reason men may prefer them, particularly those that are, you know, porn addicted, is the fear of rejection with mm. a real woman, you mm. know, particularly if they... Uh, ask for something which might be considered something other than vanilla. Yeah. You know, and a doll is not going to reject them. Yeah, you know? but neither is a sex worker. I mean, if you're a really good sex worker, you know, it's um, it's like the old improvised theatre, you know, the yes and. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you never say no never. to an offer. Yeah, it's all. Theatre sports. You can, say, you can <laughs> say no in your own way, but the, it's always to embrace and allow rather than block, yes. you know that person so they feel accepted beautiful mm. um last thoughts Kristen. um yeah i was gonna say I, I watched a doco on that the other day that was like my next question as well about the sex dolls um in spain and ah. yeah <laughs> and um yeah one of the creators he had, he had his house sort of filled with them and his wife was helping him make them and um she he said what what would you do like the 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 guy interviewing the creator what would you do if your wife said that you couldn't have sex with them anymore and couldn't have threesomes with them anymore and he said he'd leave his wife which was fascinating um I don't know how much of it was like his ego and the fact that he created them you know but um they then interviewed another Frank um, and Bride (laughs) (laughs) they then interviewed another um another brothel owner and sort of that was sort of down the street from the sex doll brothel and he was saying like yeah it's sort of like all the rage now but how long can it last especially when people are coming um, for intimacy and conversation and connection like seemed like it was sort of like a fad like yeah let's just try it but Mm. it's not like you know not something to be scared of for sex workers sex workers didn't seem it reminds me of you know Oh, that's good. Mm. It reminds me of, you know, an immature man will be like, oh, I haven't had a redhead, you know, <laughs> or I haven't had a black woman. It's like it's women are fucking lollies, mm. you know, different flavours, and it's like, oh, I haven't had a sex doll. But, um, <laughs> yeah, there's no substitute for love, mm. you that's know, right. for it's the ultimate aphrodisiac, mm. as in Aphrodite, goddess of love. Hmm. And you've been her today for us. Thank hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your heart. Absolutely. And for truly taking this work back up onto the dais, the pedestal where she belongs. Hmm. Because uh, it's time. That's right. Yeah. It's yeah. been an honour. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thanks, yeah. Trisha. Thanks, Kristen. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much, Laura. See you, listeners.
Oh, do you want to say anything? <laughs> no, all good. No? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, look, um, if you liked, uh, you know, this episode, please share it with your, you know, your posse. And um, together we can help shift those old archaic attitudes that um, really, you know, that shame is what creates violence, sexual violence against women. Um, And, you know, so really understanding the power of using sexuality as a healing modality is uh, really a way forwards. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Thanks for joining us. If you'd love to uh, catch future episodes, head on over to Spotify and uh, click follow. And if you'd like to find out more about my work, you can head over to the Moon Woman. That's M-O-O-N woman.com. And if you want to find out a bit more about me and the work that I do, you can go to yonilicious.com.au or you can find me on Instagram where I'm more active at yonilicious. Y-O-N-I-L-I-C-I-O-U-S. Beautiful. Have a great day. Bye.